0: I bet
1: you testing check check one oh, live yeah. live from Alexandria Minnesota alongside Bernie <laughs> neighbors. I'm Jeff McCarragher and this <laughs> is Borderline. Yes, sir. I have no idea how this is going to go. Seriously, I am way way up. Like we are, we are two and a half hours northwest of Minneapolis, so we're like we're almost in Canada. Eh? I mean, like yeah. this, is, this is like doesn't like Josh doesn't Josh live up here somewhere? Uh, he used to he used to live in Wisconsin. Oh, okay, yeah. So he's from up north, yeah. Where they where they say uh, UFTA, and you, <laughs> and and you betcha. I mean, there's signs all over the place, license plates what, UFTA, what's You betcha. The, what's the temperature like right now? Oh, it's beautiful. It's like I, I went to get coffee about an hour ago. It's about uh, seventy. Not, well, it's probably sixty-eight or so. It's wow. like seventy right now.
2: Gets in the fifties so
0: at nice. night. Yeah. Mm.
2: So. Yeah.
1: Nice.
0: yeah, it's nice. All right, you ready? I've got one for you since we're coming up on our world championships next week in you Rock Hill. One,
1: whoa, 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 you' got one what? We're just like jumping right I, into it. I, I've I,
0: got I've got an, I've got an announcement. Well, really? Yeah. do we need to like tease this
1: at all or or I mean,
0: we can tease it if you want. Is, but, is, is, uh, this,
1: about, is, is this a meet Jeff and Bernie
0: announcement? Is this a no, is no, this, this, is,
1: cornhole this, announcement? this
0: is a cornhole announcement. This is a uh, i'll be I'll be co mcing the event. And I will be co-emceeing the event with none other than
1: Flavor Flav. Wait a second. Okay. All right. Uh, Now we're talking. So this is not like, for a second, I was like, oh, you're talking about you and I doing the Stevie Awards. But no, No, this
0: this is is like way bigger. This is uh, Flavor Flav. Yeah. Of public enemy fame, obviously his own show, Flavor of Love. But Flavor Flav is going to be co-emceeing the event on uh, at least the broadcast events so that'll be uh that's going to be something special
1: um so like he's going to be doing play-by-play like I mean, no, no 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 no
0: just uh, announcing like we well, the announcement so, like, of the players coming on
1: in rock hill all of a
0: sudden huh do i not t- need to be in rock hill all of a sudden, huh? Huh? T- of a sudden? Nah, dude we when have i ever <laughs> gone in to do any of the broadcast stuff with you guys no this is just the mcing stuff cuz there's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun for the players and then especially with the super bowl announcements with the players coming out and the uh, oh. celebrities it's going to be uh, quite a quite a different kind of scene a little bit a little bit more more of a spectacle and clay is, is going to so, be helping with that
1: all right so all right so Trey and i will be doing the play-by-play of course and and the broadcast is yep. is michelle is michelle going to be back again she was in I, chicago with us is i believe so again? i believe okay. so and yeah. then Flava Flav is going to be like our MC guy then. Yeah, man.
0: So is he going to be doing what you normally do? I mean, I'll be doing it. I'll, I'm, like I said, it'll be a co mc kind of thing, especially yeah. he's going to be announcing as the celebrities come on. But uh, he will be there. And who, who knows what kind of scene that will create with Flavor in the house.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, man. So and an announcement awesome. made here on Borderline.
1: Wow, that's cool. Um, I think I had heard rumors at one point too about maybe MTV showing up and doing some stuff, but I don't know if that's still going on uh, now. But it's it's amazing, like and, and whether whether it is or not, I know it was in the yeah. Works that, that kind of, of
0: announcement cannot be made yet
1: on Borderline. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so we'll edit that. We'll edit that part out.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> with with all of our fancy editing production.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a factor or fiction at this point, but I, yeah. I know that we. I know that I've been told I can't make that type of announcement yet because I guess it hasn't been ironed out completely.
1: Yeah. Well, to my point, just the fact that there was any interest or phone calls behind the scene whatsoever about that yeah, it shows you how the, how big this event is getting.
0: It's it's going to be pretty massive. And, uh, you know, we've got, un- unfort- you know, it, it's going to be pretty cool. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, and to get to do, to get to work with Flavor Flav. I mean, as a kid, I had a public un- enemy poster on my wall when I was in high school. <laughs> I so bet you did. I did, man. Uh, Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Public so, enemy, so, so, Prince, so is, and
1: Michael Jordan. So is he like a mentor of yours? Then I mean, do
0: you think you'll be <laughs> able to? You think you'll be able to learn from him? He's going to teach you some uh, things on the mic. I'm not. I, I mean, I'll be in. I'll be able to learn how to keep your energy up. I'm sure I'll be able to learn that. So, you're going to teach a, him how to run back and forth across the yeah. court? Yeah. I'll be able to teach him how to go back and forth from each end of the court. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to actually be doing the in game stuff.
1: I don't see him running back and forth.
0: No, I, I don't see him doing as much of the in game stuff. But as far as the announcements beforehand, me be a lot of flavor. Yeah. I love that. That'll be fun. Yeah. It's be a lot of fun. So, we've got, we've got, all
1: right. So, since you've got an announcement, I've got an announcement. Uh oh. For the first time on national podcast airwaves, and I've not put this on social media or anything. So you're going to be working with Flava Flav. and uh, can we call him Flava, or do we have to call him Flavor? I, I mean, I think it's do you, you, you pronounce? Do, do, do you pronounce There's, the R there's no R. No, there's no R. It's just Flava Flav, isn't it? Right. Okay. I, yeah. Because I thought I heard you say Flavor, but I, I don't. If I said hello, Mister Flavor, I'm Jeff. I, I don't. I don't think that. I think it's Flava. Yeah. Right. Okay. Just want to is. make sure I get that right. I don't want to I don't want to fool myself. <laughs> so, um so during the Ocho Day, uh, they've asked me to broadcast the World Air Guitar Championships. Oh man. So now like now my career like I thought cornhole made my career complete. Now I can say <laughs> that I've made it, right? I mean that's, to broadcast awesome. the Air Guitar World Championships. That is awesome. I mean, come on now. So my yeah. thing is with that. I got, email, I got emails and everything from them today. Like, I, I, I have mean, no idea what I'm gonna be doing. <laughs> like, how, how? how do you do play by play for them? Like, I'm hoping I'm hoping that I have like freaking Axl Rose as my analyst. It
0: has to be something right. like that. I mean <laughs> it has to be. How like do you bring a like a tennis racket on or are they just going straight up know. pretend? I mean, I I'm actually I can't wait to watch that. Actually, I want to see how that because I've I feel like I could air guitar with the best of them.
1: Well, maybe we, maybe we need to have like Flava stick around and, and join us on the broadcast. Right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, somebody big's got to be there. because We have no, you know, I have no, I don't know. We're going to have lots of phone calls this week and maybe there'll be some film to watch. Like, how do you prepare for doing the air guitar? I can prepare for football. I can prepare right. for basketball. I can prepare for baseball and somewhat for cornhole. What do you do? What do you do for air guitar? Right, like give, me, give mean, me a sample. Give me a sample of air guitar play-by-play.
0: Right, I mean yeah.
1: that's 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 why you're a pro, Jeff. Man, this dude's fingers are like lightning. Look at the way right. he's like crushing it. <laughs> right, I mean, like like you know, does that work? I don't I don't know. Does that does that yeah.
0: does that play? I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure a professional of your stature can handle that. <laughs> I don't, I wasn't a band. I mean, so that helps. That's what I'm saying. you you're, you're it's
1: it's it's in you know it's part of, it's in your milieu. But I'm not even sure that, that works because I was in a band, but I played the drums. So I'm no good there either. I mean, you, you, you'll you
0: recognize a good air guitarist when you see one, I'm sure. I think
1: so. I'm, I'm actually really, I, I joke, but I'm actually really looking forward to Like when they called and asked me if I'd be interested in doing it, I'm like, don't tease me. I'm like, you know, I was in a band in college. You know, this is like my all-time dream. So don't tease me. Do you really want me to do this? And they said, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm for sure in. So, <laughs> I, I am looking forward to it. But- it's going to be a crazy week, right? I know. this, And, and you know, it was really interesting because um, I saw a tweet, I think. Uh, actually, it might not have been a tweet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Trey's loud back on Twitter. Trey got, Trey got locked down by Twitter somehow. Oh, he's back. He's back. He back. Okay, so maybe he's it was back. Twitter. I just saw something like in the last day or two as a really cool, like, ode to Stacey because he said um, – Trey said, you know, that this Ocho Day – was actually something that was in the mind of Stacy, right years ago, and to see this come to fruition, especially to to I mean, the large scale that it's going to be this year, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. So I mean, so I mean, that really is neat and a huge credit to Stacy that that if indeed this was his idea and he's been working with ESPN behind the scenes, and you probably know, you know, to make this Ocho Day, uh, that is impressive because it has come to fruition. It's going to be a huge day. This year.
0: Yeah. You know, and if you think about it, we kind of started Cornhole as a sport kind of Ocho Day was kind of when we were on. Right. It was kind of we kind of started that way. We were we were one of the other many niche sports. And I think we've kind of grown to the king of the niche sports, if you will. So to kind of bring them all along and have the Ocho Day be a part of our world championships, I I think it's it's a natural progression. But obviously, the amount of planning, and you know, you've got so many different groups, and you've got to coordinate with them, and ESPN, right. and then Tupelo Raycom, the production team, to, you know, because it's it's going to be in different locations, so it's uh, quite the undertaking.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there's uh, I think there's an international flavor flavor. Yeah, there I, you I, go. Uh, I think there's an international flavor to this as well. That um, I think I saw isn't there? Aren't there some broadcasts that originating from? Outside the country, or am I mistaken I on that? I don't
0: know. That's you're, you're, you're talking above my page thought, right I, there.
1: I thought I saw on the schedule that there's also going to be like cricket or something like that being uh, broadcast on this. And uh, not cricket. Um, what is it? Kidditch? Quidditch? Yeah, yeah Quidditch,
0: Quidditch. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Quidditch yeah. is from Harry Potter. You know, it'll be in Rock Hill. Yeah. 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 Oh, they' will be in Rock Hill? So everything's in Rock Hill? Yeah. Have you ever okay. seen Quidditch? Quidditch is crazy. I The never way have. they play it the way have. they play it on college campuses and stuff yeah it's it's a huge sport it's a huge intramural, intramural sport across the country now and it's it's is it like uh, lacrosse it's, is it like cricket is it like it's more like lacrosse lacrosse soccer football do you have to hit each other oh yeah sweet i like that the, yeah it's uh it's 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 kind of crazy it's pretty athletic actually i'll have to watch it's, some video uh, on it yeah it's pretty impressive yeah no
1: so anyway so yes yeah, so going back to what we're talking about I mean just just so I didn't realize that every single event was going to be in Rock Hill but yeah mm-hmm. I mean that that's going to be a huge undertaking that day but that'll be fun it's going to be massive looking forward to that
0: yeah
1: uh, um by the way just in case you hadn't noticed I am not well,
0: I see the wake zone
1: no yeah. wake zone so keep your boats down in that room yeah no. <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> Yeah, otherwise okay. otherwise, otherwise, Mimi is going to be all over you. Trust me, I yeah. do not want Mimi mad at you.
0: So what lake are you on there?
1: We are on Lake Cowdery. Uh, it's one of the chain of lakes. I mean, it literally is. I mean, you know, Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes. Right. And um, there are lakes everywhere. It's it's beautiful. So this, this one's a little bit smaller, but it is part of a chain of lakes. So we'll spend the day out boating on Thursday and going around all the lakes. I'm like, look at all the fancy homes that we can't afford.
0: Right,
1: so So who lives up there? So, who what family members are up there? My mom lived here when she was when she was little, and um, we actually have a house about oh two miles down the road that's been in our family since the 1890s, something like that, since but since before the 1900s, wow, and um, yeah, I mean, like, like crazy, like you know, there's been um a, a ton of history there. I think one of my great uncles was shot on the doorstep there. By some sort of bootlegging thing going on that they thought he was a part of or maybe he was. I don't know.. Um, yeah, I mean, so a ton of history at this. I mean, it's like in Charleston, right? I mean, there's, these there's, these houses, some of them here are so old and so it has a ton of history. So we've just redone it over the years. But as the kids got older, you know, like literally you have to turn on the lights with a string and and the phone is a rotary phone. Like there are things in that house. That, that the kids don't even know what they are, like typewriters. I mean, there's all kinds of, of you know, awesome stuff in there. They have no idea. So as the kids what? got older, they're, they're like, you know, well, is there Wi-Fi? Like, you know, is, you know, <laughs> you know there, there's, there, there's no Wi-Fi. So anyway, so my parents years ago bought a little condo up the street on the lake. And so we come up here once, once a summer to, to see them.
0: Nice, get away from the heat and humidity. I'm still, I'm sure it's still pretty humid up there around all the lakes.
1: Yeah, yeah, this this is a freakish week. You can come up here and it it can be in the 90s and hundreds, but um, but this is a freakish week where it's just in the 70s and it's it's super nice. It just doesn't stay in the 90s for months at a time, correct? Yeah, they really only get they really only have about 12 weeks of true summer. I mean, you basically get June, July, August. And some of the locals will tell you it's not even twelve weeks; it's almost like ten weeks that where they truly get warm weather. Because by the time September rolls around, especially middle of September, they're taking everything out of the lake. They're pulling up all the docks because you can't leave. Wow. That's a crazy thing in here. You can't leave the docks in the water because the lake's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, and it rips apart the docks, so they have to pull the docks up. So, yeah, it's it's uh it's not that's kind of nuts. Right? I know. Yeah, isn't it isn't it crazy to think about? Yeah, it's I, it's beautiful though. It is it is nice nice place to come and just get away for a little while. But then, but then, I mean, we're only up here for a few days because I got to fly back on Saturday. We fly back Saturday night and literally Sunday morning, drive back yeah. up to Rock Hill because starting Sunday, USA Yeah, USA Cornell. So we're right back at it.
0: Yeah, very- man, I can't. I can't believe we're this close to the world because it feels like we've just because we've gone stop for stop for stop. The shootout series yep. feels like we've been on the road all summer. We're starting to kind of come around the bend a little bit because you get to August and there's only a, you know there's only four or five left. Well, really, only three shootouts left. But then we have the World Championships and yeah, it's we're almost there, man. We're I feel, like, there.
1: I feel like we were just in Fort Worth, right? You know, I mean, it feels like we were just starting the shootout because that's really, you know, we have we have the kickoff battle. But then there's that long lull. Right. Yeah. And then and then all of a sudden, you know, by the time the second national rolls around and then the shootout start, I mean, it's just been nonstop. But I feel like we were just in Fort Worth. I feel like you and Stacy and Mike and I were just kind of touring out west in the desert going from Mesa to Las Vegas. I feel like we were just there. Yeah. And now here right. we are only two stops left on the shootout. And that guy, and that
0: guy, still is not in it. Still, I mean, Trey Birchfield finally qualified. He didn't qualify at all last season. Got in in doubles, so it's you know. Speaking of that, I I find it interesting that certain players struggle with the shootout, and then on the flip side of that, certain players love the shootout series. Yeah, I mean, it seems like to me Ryan Smith is one of those guys that just it works for him for, for sure. whatever reason. I mean, he qualified for both early. I mean, the shootouts just work for him. And then other players, whether it's style, for Matt Guy, I think it's a stylistic thing. Just the way he plays can can lead to trouble in a shootout.
1: Yeah, I'm still I'm still struggling with that, Bernie. And I'm glad you brought that up because we, I mean, we've obviously talked about this on the air numerous times. We've talked to some of the players, but if you if if you're good, shouldn't you be able to do this? I mean, Matt Guy is one of the best. How how much of it? How much of it, and, and maybe this would be a great question for our guests this week. I mean, it'd be a perfect question. How much of it is game style, and how much of it is mentality?
0: Yeah, I, I if you're number
1: one in the world, shouldn't you still? I get it. It's round limited. You know, maybe you can't be as aggressive. Whatever. If you're number one in the world, shouldn't you or the all time great? Shouldn't you be able to qualify?
0: Yeah, it's the problem it's with the Matt. Same is the,
1: you know, it's, not, the, it's the, not like yeah, the it's, it's
0: different because of the way he plays because he, he's a slide airmail guy, right? So he's playing that game. So to score points, he has to airmail a lot. That's how he gets a lot of his points because players are blocking him because that's how – you can't – players have learned you really can't just go hole for hole with Matt Guy because he's going to beat you. Yeah. Right? And then everyone says, well, you can't block Matt Guy because he hits a bunch of airmails. Well, he does, but he's still only hitting around 60% on average. He'll get hot. And see, the thing is with, with Round Limited, if he's not hot with the airmail early – He's going he's gonna to get down three. He's going to get yeah. down six. And so it's hard for him to get those points back because he doesn't have the time. In a game to 21, all of a sudden that airmail gets hot and he scores four or five straight rounds. And it just doesn't seem to work that way in round limited because if, he, right. if you get a couple of airmail misses from that guy, then you can go hole for hole, get some washes before you know it. Those rounds are done.
1: All right, so I guess you know what, you know what I need? Here's what I – because I hear you on all of that. Here's the stat that I need. I guess I need Mike to be on with us, or I need Anthony to be on with us, because <laughs> because to to believe that that it truly is a game style of play versus mental. I would like to know what Matt Guy's stats are in 2022 um, after after the first ten rounds during the nationals, All right? I'd love to know what what it, I, I, what, I, and I have no idea. I know we keep track of a ton of stats right now, and I love <laughs> that. Um, I love our stats, but uh, I, I wonder if there's a way of figuring out, like like it'd be really cool. Do you know where I'm going with this? Like it'd be cool to to see, all right. I'm you following know, you for, for Anthony to to look back, or for Trey or Mike or whatever, look back and say, you know what? Maybe it is, maybe there is something about the style of his game because if you look back and all the Nationals, all in the all in the first one to twenty one play. After ten rounds, Matt Guy has trailed in eighty percent of his of his contests. Now we're on to some, right? Right. But if I, if it if it turns out that Matt Guy scores first many times and that and that he has the lead after ten rounds, then maybe it is more mental
0: than it is. Yeah, does that make sense? I, I, I see where I think you're going.
1: That's, I think that's fucking brilliant,
0: by the way. I, I I see where you're going. The difference is Matt Guy wins a lot of matches and shootouts. He just doesn't seem to when he get when he gets up against someone who's eat more equal in talent, then I think it becomes an issue. It's not an issue in the first round for him. It's not an issue really until you get to the semifinals. You know, till t- you get to those levels because then he's playing against someone that can really take advantage of misses. Yeah. Because I mean, I I don't think you're going to see 100. a giant difference in the way that he scores, right? But I, yeah. I think. That maybe that, that's, even, another,
1: that's another great point, though, Bernie. You're absolutely yeah. right because it's obviously not affecting him up through until the finals. He's making right. it there. It's not like he's getting eliminated
0: in the first couple of rounds. I mean, exactly. he's, he's 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 there all day. Exactly. That's a great point. And, and and you find that I mean, look, I mean, Matt Guy. We it's it's as if we want to talk about the guys having a bad year, right? He's fourth.
1: Oh yeah. Oh not, yeah. I'm I'm definitely not
0: saying he's having a right? bad year. I'm I mean, just, I mean, he's. He's just barely, and I mean just barely out of the conversation for MVP. Just barely. So right. the people that beat Matt tend to beat Matt late. And you're talking about players who have the same type of talent level, if not more natural talent. But they, you know, when Matt gets hot with that air mail, then he becomes exceedingly difficult to beat. Right. Because what do you do? You can't slide with him all day. And then to try to score points, he's just throwing over you. That's that's why he is the greatest winner of all time, right? right it's yeah. just you you have to take those chances, and I think when he does make a mistake here or there, the players late in a tournament, late in the bracket, are good enough to take advantage of. It.
1: Right, right. No, a couple of great points. I, I think we we should explore that a little bit more. All right, but let's get to uh, let's get to our guest this week, and I'm so pleased to have her on and have her join us. Her camera is currently off. I hope she realizes that she actually needs to be on camera because we want to see her beautiful, stunning face. All right, there she is. All right, so, <laughs> so, and, and hopefully she's not on mute because we want to hear her beautiful voice too. All right, she's good. She's already all right. So our guest this week is a two-time doubles world champion. We talk about her on the broadcast all the time. She also uh, was the 2020 co-ed mixed doubles world champion. She finished runner-up last year in the 2021 Pro Shootout. She is an extremely brilliant entrepreneur and actually owns her own business and uh, apparently runs her own security as well, a story that we'll also talk about. It is none (laughs) other than Samantha Finley, and I pray to God my dad's Wi-Fi works and we can actually get her on. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hey, all right. (laughs) So far, so good. So good. I'm all I'm. I'm so I'm going to apologize right now. I'm all the way up in the in the boonies in Minnesota. So I'm on my dad's Wi-Fi, in in this little lake uh, cabin. So hopefully, mm-hmm. hope, hopefully this is going to work. But <laughs> but I can hear you, and you look great as always. That's Hi, it. thanks. <laughs> all right, sorry. So let's let's. Just, I don't mean to like jump on you right when you get into the room here with us. Fine. I don't know if you heard what we were talking about. We were talking about Mad Guy. A little bit, yeah. So so n- not not to not to to continue with Matt Guy. But with the shootout, you know, I, I feel like we've been giving certain players a pass on the shootout. Well, their style of play doesn't really fit the round limitation. All right. Maybe so, maybe not. What What is it with the shootouts where it's limited to 10 rounds? What is your opinion? Is it more a mental thing or is it really a style of play thing that can keep some players out of it?
2: Uh, I think it's a mixture, but I think it's more mental than anything, because if you if you just put the bags in the hole and play like you normally do, then you should be fine. But it's the mental part of it. That's like as soon as you mess up, you pretty much you could possibly just be done just just by making one mistake. So I think that makes it more of a mental game for the shootout for sure.
1: Okay. so all right. So that being said, so you won it. So for mm-hmm. those who don't know, by the way, I mean, Samantha, not only is she one of the top female players, but in this pro shootout, um, cause Samantha, sometimes we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who aren't necessarily, um, you know, cornhole aficionados. So, so for my buddy Jade out there who listens.
0: So, <laughs> he's, so, he, he's our, he's our one true listener.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and he's not, he's not a player. He's not a pro. And we have, we have, some, we have some people out there. So the pro shootout, there are eight stops on the pro shootout. So each qualifier, Men's singles, women's singles, and pro doubles. Each qualifier qualifies for the championship at the end of the year to play for a total prize purse of, of five hundred thousand dollars. So, Samantha, congratulations to you! Just won uh, in Lakeland, Florida, last weekend. So, so to your point, to you know, it, again, you're one of the top players, but it took you six times to do it. So, did you? Yeah. But, but, but you did it. So, did you? Do, to your point, did you do something different mentally this week?
2: I was, I definitely slowed down and thought about, thank you, Bernie. (laughs) Um, Thought about all the shots that I was shooting before. Normally I just like take the bag and throw it and just, it goes in. Um, Or most of the time it goes in. But this time I was like, okay, slow down. If someone misses, take advantage of it. Instead of just rushing when someone would, I would just end up following them right to wherever they missed it. So this time I just slowed down, took my time and also just, I don't know. I feel like my mindset was a little more positive than it was the week before because I was not happy the week before when I lost.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! A positive mindset. We, <laughs> just, heard, we just heard that again. All right, sorry, Bernie. Mm-hmm. One more, one more, real quick, one, and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I've got, I've got, i got to rewind here. I've never heard anyone thank Bernie for any type of help <laughs> whatsoever. So why, why did you, why did you just thank Bernie? What the hell is that all about?
2: Because he pretty much told me, if you would just slow down and take your time, then you're gonna win. And no way!
1: Did you really do that, Bernie? Absolutely. I no. was maybe a little bit I mad at that. him
2: as he was giving me the advice, but it was <laughs> it was solid advice, and it worked. Wait a Look, second.
1: So,
0: are you still the most hated cornhole? The the most hated
1: I, man in cornhole? Apparently, I, I mean
0: that that may be true. All I saw was Sam, and it's and she's no different than a vast number of players that when she would see a mistake from her opponent, she would jump on it. Like, and so she, so her mindset is probably attack, attack, attack. There's my opening, but she would almost speed up and throw faster. Cause she throws pretty quick anyway. And all I said was, you know, if you just take a second to m- max, just look at it, take a breath and then go after it. I think it would help. And that's all I really said because I mean, she's the, she's the pro.
1: Wow. And, and Sam, you actually listened. Wow. I, Isn't
0: that crazy?
2: I figure after six times, it wouldn't hurt to try something someone told me to do.
1: <laughs> All right. So the other the other thing is, Sam, I, I don't know if you ever listen to the show. If you don't, uh, no problem. You're not alone. Um, I, I don't know if you're one of the 13
0: or 14. Now. Yeah, he it joins the 99.99% of <laughs> I mean, don't
2: listen, listen to things too much unless I'm winning. All right. So, all right. so we, we do talk about
1: positive mindset because Bernie is he's Bernie will not admit that he's negative. Bernie says that he's a Bernie real, re-
0: regular. regularly admits that he's negative.
1: OK, good. That's you saying it, not me.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> regularly admit. I just so, prepare myself for the worst. So, what
1: oh, was I'm the, always
2: negative when I'm playing in my head,
0: but but you
1: weren't you weren't this, this not weekend. that time. No. So, did you so did you literally because I love talking to you guys about this? Like, did you literally was was the self talk in your head um, different this weekend?
2: It was not as um, I would say aggressive, <laughs> and it was a little like because I'm normally like, I'm not going to say what I normally tell myself in my head, no, but no, it's no, really I, not I that nice.
1: I want you to. What do you, what do you normally
2: say? Um, I don't know, just pretty much just like telling myself not to miss and that is, it's like easy. It's stupid. If I do like, I'm just like, you're gonna look like an idiot. If you don't make the bag in the hole, like I just go, go on. But this time I'm like, Hey, it's easy just with the bag in the hole. And then you're gonna win. And then you don't have to worry about this anymore. And then it was it was a little easier. It was nicer.
1: Huh. So again, positive <laughs> mental approach. Making a positive difference in someone's play. There you go. No, but
2: I've won a lot with my negative, yeah, negative, negative sure. mental approach.
1: Yeah, you have won a lot, Well, no, because we talked. We talked to Mark Richards about this a couple weeks ago, Samantha, and he mm-hmm. said, and he said, you know, because I asked him, because he seems to do a really good job, and and to, and to your guys' credit, um, I, I think I think Samantha, that you guys have all made a terrific adjustment to being on national TV. It's not easy. And you got you. I I really feel like just in the last couple of months um, and and really this whole season, I I felt this different energy and this different vibe amongst many of you that, hey, you know what? All right. Enough is enough. We're finally getting used to this. And that's exactly Mm -hmm. what Mark Mark Richards said. He said that his mentality basically was I have worked my ass off all day to get to this point. I deserve to be here. I deserve this chance and I'm not going to let this go. And I love that mentality. Like, have you, you how much more comfortable have you felt this season or Um, not?
2: I actually didn't feel as comfortable the last few shootouts as I normally do. I used to like, I would always feel really comfortable on. I would pretty much know that my best game of the day was going to be on TV because it just normally was. But then the first few shootouts, when I did make it on, it was not my best games that I played. Um, so I don't know. I actually like I don't think I felt as comfortable until the last one. Yeah. All yeah, all day on Friday, I was like, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to Wichita. We're gonna win today. So that helped.
0: Yeah, I love that. There you go. Wichita, Kansas. No one wants to go there, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> except, for, except for me. Yeah. Because because I get to see Jade. Oh, there you go. <laughs> all right Sam I got a question for you and it's, uh-huh. it's not so much about the shootouts it's a, it's it's more about how you know the deep the deep influx of talent we've had over the last two years into the ACL has that has that affected your mindset like in pro doubles for example or in pro singles have you had to change anything about your play because you know you don't really get a lot of free games anymore there's no like the first game in your bracket could be just as hard as the game. Three, three, three games down in the bracket. You know what I mean? So, like, like have you noticed that influx of talent, and has that affected your play at all?
2: Yes, and yes. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. I mean, every game's hard. Even the ones that you think aren't are like, oh, okay, this should be okay. It's not. <laughs> if you don't make them all, it's you're still gonna lose. Yeah. So So, um, I think that bringing the shootout win into Worlds for me is good because I'm gonna have definitely a better mindset going into play knowing that I that I can win and that I can just do it yeah. um, but the talent just all around is way harder than it was a couple of years ago I mean, way deeper. Could, deeper.
0: yeah And you could say that i mean even now, like in the shootouts, you have your own women's division and you play within mm-hmm. the women's division. You can say the same thing about the women's division, where for years it was kind of stagnant. It was the same players. It was, you know, you, you guys all knew who it was. It was yeah. it was a certain group of women and you knew who you had to beat. Now that's even changed. Now mm-hmm. there's even more women that you have to play and get through. So that's become deeper, which is good to see. I mean, that just means the, the game is growing.
2: Yeah. It means all I have to practice.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> um how are the interviews going because 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 i know that this is something that you and i have talked about and I... again, something else that that everyone's got to adjust to is being interviewed i mean like like this i mean this is the sam that we all see behind the scenes right like when we all go out to eat and we see you in public th- this is the sam that everyone gets to see and yeah. and i thought you did great this weekend by the way thank you i mean are, are the interviews are the interviews feeling better to you oh yeah for sure So what did you do to make that adjustment? Is it just getting to know me and Trey better or getting more comfortable in front of the camera or like, what, what is it? What is it that's freaky about it? Is it the camera? Is it the questions? Like what, what,
2: um, I really don't know. All of a sudden my brain just like stops working and I'm like, wait, like, you know how to answer this question. (laughs) You know exactly what you're supposed to say. It's literally an easy question that you would talk about all the time. And then it just like stops and then nothing like nothing flows through. And then I'm just like,
0: I don't, it's kind of, it's kind of hard sometimes. I don't know, Sam, if you feel this way, but like what the, the two times that I've had to do it, it's hard to stare into a lens and answer a question. Right there, you know, where they are, you know, where they're sitting, but you can't look over to them. Right. Because you have to answer the lens Mm -hmm. and that feels weird at times. Right. It feels weird. Just looking into this mechanical piece when you feel like you're trying to talk to a person.
2: Yeah, for sure. I don't really know what it was that like made me nervous really, especially knowing that you guys are the ones asking me the questions. That's why I was so confused. Yeah. Why am I so bad (laughs) at this? But I think I got it now.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. No, again, you did, you did a, you did a great job. You know, it's interesting what Bernie said about looking into the camera lens because believe it or not, I don't like it either. Like when we do those mm -hmm. opens, I like, I like doing the opens when we're on stage because the camera is like off in a distance. Normally, like in football and basketball and like what we've had to do, like we had to do down in Tampa where the camera is right in front of you. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't like looking into it either. So, I mean, you don't have to look right into that lens. Like I look into it for a second, but then I look at Trey like you can you can look at the camera guy. You don't have to look right into that lens. Maybe that's something that we need to tell, like the players. But if that's freaking people out, but
2: I don't I don't really don't know. I can't really pinpoint what was freaking me out. I just know that it was it was happening. Well, (laughs) and you all know it was happening.
1: Well, but but you know what you know what's great though, Samantha is that is that you you approached me, you approached Trey, mm-hmm. you've obviously talked to Bernie for some reason, but whatever. Besides that, um, but but you saw, <laughs> but you sought out advice, and I mm-hmm. think and I think that's been the big thing that, that we've been encouraging players is that come up and ask us. I mean, I've been doing yeah. this shit for 20 years or, or longer now, and Trey Trey is truly even though Trey is new to it, Trey is a natural at it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bernie just has such a great personality. Um, so, so I love it that, that you and I, you know, talked about it, Rosie and I have talked about it, Cheyenne and I have talked about it, uh, Steven said, you know, there've been a few of the guys who talked about it. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that helps also is just kind of seeking out, seeking out some advice. But, um, but no, you did, you did a, you did a fantastic job and you seem totally
0: comfortable. And even today, like this, it's fun. Like we love learning about you. People, people (laughs) want to hear about you. I I think people at home and our our viewers that aren't in the cornhole world, Jeff, need to know that Sam Finley literally has no days off. None. She's either playing cornhole professionally on TV, playing in national tournaments, or she's running her business. Literally zero days off. All right, so tell us about that.
2: I mean, I've been doing it for so long that I don't really notice too much. Like, it's actually, it's weird that I'm just sitting here and like, chatting and i'm not at work right now so <laughs> <laughs> i like um we got back from so we played in lakeland on friday saturday i worked nine to five sunday ten to eight monday 9 a.m to 10 p.m tuesday 9 a.m to 10 p.m and then today i'll be there until 10 and then cool. just
1: are you supposed to be there right now or are we getting you in trouble yeah we, we we're we're in, I'm not in trouble day. <laughs> I was gonna say, all right. so let's talk about this a little bit my so boss is are, awesome you are you are I think don't you have a little bit of ownership in this in this in Plato's not, or No,
2: not in this one yet so we're opening up one it should be open we're shooting for we were shooting for September-ish but now it's looking like it's probably going to be um maybe November um but I'll own half of that one and then I'm still going to run the one I'm running right now and then I'll run that store too
0: okay Good. So I wasn't totally lying in my intro. <laughs> <Nope>. So, <laughs> so e- to even even less time available, basically.
2: Yeah, I'm going to need to figure out a practice schedule between, and I have boards set up in the store right now. So, I'll set, <laughs> so if it's an easy day, then I'll set them up and throw a little bit. But that's really only happened twice. So I can't act like I've done that a lot.
1: <laughs> Can you tell the story, um, since we're talking about um, the store, can you tell the crazy story? I tried to tell it on the air, but you do such a great job telling the story. Oh. Um, but but it was the week of. So again, you made it. You know, with the pro shootout, like we were talking, oh, yeah. eight stops, and then and then you guys qualify for the championship. So you again, just like you did last weekend last year, you qualified on one of the stops, mm-hmm. and then you made a great run in in the championships. You're you're playing in the championship in in Jacksonville, but that week at the store, talk to, talk to me about what you had to deal with prior to coming to Jacksonville.
2: So the, we were trying to catch this guy that was stealing. He, he, had, he had a few things I ended up getting back from him and then he just grabs a few of our t-shirts and runs out the door. So I go running after him cause I'm like, I'm gonna get these t-shirts back and he's on a bike. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I like get out the door. I don't get very far and I'm like, wait a second. I'm playing for 10 or $20,000 this weekend. That's not going to happen if this guy kills me. I got to go back inside. It's three So, I, <laughs> so then I ran that? back inside. But I can tell you if I wasn't playing that game, he was going down.
1: <laughs> tell, tell me, what, weren't you guys following this guy for a while? Like, what, was he putting clothes on was, in, the, in the dressing room? Like, I can't remember because there was t- – tell me, like, the backstory of it because it was pretty yeah. strange, wasn't it? And
2: yep. So he had been selling to us um, just, like, every few days or so for a little while now. And we would end up finding sensors in the pockets in the fitting rooms. Um, of some clothes so I was like okay it's got to be so it's got to be someone that's coming often because that's just it's it's a random thing that people are doing like yeah we have people still but they will normally like throw some a sensor or something underneath a rack or like hide it in a purse or something but this was like pockets full in the men's section in the same spot so once i figured out who it was i was like okay this is the guy i'm gonna catch him this time were and you then- scared
1: were you nervous
2: mm, not really like i get a little bit nervous but i also get excited i love I love catching people.
1: More nervous playing in the shootout, or more way more nervous, nervous playing
2: in the shootout than I am. trying, trying to catch people, for sure. But I actually don't get that nervous in the shootouts. Well, I did this. I got more nervous like the last couple ones than I did last week. But that was more nervous than I normally get. Normally, I'm not that.
1: All right. Nervous. So, so this dude is in your store, and, and you're not nervous at all. You're, you're trying to catch. You're trying to. Catch no, him. I just
2: want to catch him so he doesn't come back and keep doing it. And then, yeah, right. so then I was like, almost, You're difference. literally we're wearing we're... our clothes right now. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, Yes, like, yes, you are. I see that you are. So then I tried to, I took his stuff. He had a backpack um, of stuff that he was selling to us. So I grabbed that and I grabbed all the stuff that we had, we were trying to purchase from him, but we didn't give him any money for yet. And I took it and threw it all behind the counter. And he was trying to like reach over to get it. And I'm like, And that's when he grabbed the shirts and ran out. I'm like, you're not getting your stuff back if you're trying to take our stuff. Not, <laughs> and I, I our can't team.
1: believe, and I can't believe that you actually tried to chase after me. In, in our world, <laughs> Sam. I mean, seriously, in our world. I know. I'm, I'm, you, you I'm trying
2: to have better judgment when I go chasing people. <laughs> um
0: <laughs> Crazy story. I, 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 I would have paid money to see that <laughs> interaction. By the way, oh, I, to I would see love Sam to sprinting to, down the street. Yes, I would love to I'm not see really that video. <laughs>
2: I'm sure he wasn't that
1: scared. <laughs> All right, Sam, you ready to get on the couch here for the final few minutes? Uh oh. Ready. About, by the way, that sounded really creepy. Yeah, that was okay. okay. But I, I mean, mean, I'm mean- still ready.
2: Whatever you
1: want. I didn't mean get on the couch. I meant like, <laughs> like the psychologist's couch. Well, don't worry. We'll edit that out. All right. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> so so um, tell us about your family life, like in growing up. And and yeah, uh, you know, obviously, obviously, we saw your family there, um, in in Lakeland with you. Yep. So tell us about your family and, and your your upbringing, and obviously, you're close with your mom.
2: Yep, um, and I did let them come to this cornhole tournament. They had to ask. I was like, okay, <laughs> um, so um, I don't know. We've been playing cornhole forever. Um, my mom. I guess you probably want to know like, Not when we started playing cornhole. Sure. I don't know. Um, so I grew up with my mom and my sister, um, my dad too, but um, he didn't live with us. And we just always just pretty much did whatever we wanted to do. If we wanted to go to the beach for the weekend, we'd go do that. Um, we'd, it was fun. It was really easy. Um, and then my mom just randomly like got into cornhole years ago. We've been playing for probably over 12 years now. And that's how we jumped into doing all this. I don't know. How, did,
0: how did you know that you were good? Like at what um, point did you know that, I right, all right, I can play with the best.
2: Trying to think. There was, I was playing in a lot of tournaments, like um, just blind draws and bring your own partners at like local bars and stuff. And I was always pretty good there. Um, it was when my mom went to work in Ohio and she um, met Christine and Stacia and she started playing up there when she was working. And then she comes home and she's like, they travel and play cornhole and they're good, but, but I can, but I'm beating them so we can do this. So then when she came home and like told me about it, we're like, okay, let us give it a try. And it was a little trickier than when we were traveling around because I mean, it was so expensive to pay for all of our travel and everything. And there wasn't really much of winning that you could do. So (laughs) we just racked up the credit cards and kept going where we wanted to go. And until, well, ACL and took off from there. <laughs>
0: yep. How uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? Is it all sisters?
2: <laughs> yep. And that was, uh, I was like, I probably should have added a lot more informa- family information. Okay. So um, I have my sister, Heather, which you've seen her around. She comes to some of the tournaments. Um, and then I have two half sisters that live um, between St. Pete and Oklahoma with my dad and their mom. And then I have a stepsister, and, th- yep. And all I'm Yep, and they're all younger. Um, Heather is a few years younger than me, and then Teresa's a few years younger than her, and then Sophie and Lily are 12 and 14. So, how
0: much do you do you bully your little sisters then?
2: Well, they don't play cornhole with me. <laughs> Besides, Heather does sometimes, and she's pretty good.
1: So was was it what what is your inspiration was, was it difficult uh, you mentioned your dad and um, and he didn't live with you guys so I don't want to get too personal but I mean oh, what yeah. was it I mean what, what has been your inspiration in life I mean has that has that because you've been so successful on the athletic side and obviously with the with the store and everything so what what is your inspiration and how much did that affect you
2: um I just I've always since I was I've been working since I was like 15 or 16, and I just always like to work a lot. Even if I didn't need to, I just wanted to. And then I always just wanted to be the best at what I was doing. So if I was, I worked at 7-Eleven for four years before I started at the store. And I made sure that I was the best 7-Eleven worker there was there. And then with Plato's Closet right when I started, I just knew I loved it. And then um, I've been there for 10 years now. And I did go, I went to college, um, got a health degree, and I just never never wanted to do anything with it. I tried for a few years, but I didn't like it. Um, as far as innovation, I mean, I don't really know what it stems down from. My mom's always been a hard worker. My dad's always been a really hard worker. He's always had his like own um, construction businesses. And my mom's been in retail management for her whole life. So yeah, I, I think it's just my parents like have always been really hard workers. So I just knew I wanted to do that too.
1: Yeah, they just like instilled that work ethic. And I, guess, I guess you probably just saw them do it, so that's yeah, yeah. Well, it it comes out in your play as well. I mean, you say you want to be the best Seven Eleven worker. And, <laughs> yeah, and,
2: then, I don't, and I was like sixteen. Yeah. I'm like, Why do I want to be the best Seven Eleven worker? <laughs>
1: but but it, it just it just shows your work ethic. So whether it's whether right. it's working at Seven Eleven or playing cornhole, you want to be yep. the best at it, and and you are. I mean, you're one of the best players players in the world. So I love that. I love that's that so cool. that work ethic. Um, So another question that we get a lot is, you know, how much when you realized, like Bernie was saying, you know, he asked, he asked, when did you know you were good? Once, once you realized that you were good, what took you, what did you do? Like, literally, what did you do to take your game to the next level? Like, I've I've told the story about Jamie Graham when he was like 17 or 18 years old. Mm -hmm. He decided to himself, you know what, what happens if I played every single day? So he literally played every single day in his driveway. Look what it look what it did for his game. It took his game to the next level and he became world champion. So what did you do? What did you do to become the player that you were? Or that you um, are?
2: There was a time because you said I've been working the store for 10 years, but there was a time where um, the other manager that was there that was ahead of me, she, it was so hard for me to be able to get off to go play. And I was like, I really want to play cornhole on the weekends, that's where the big tournaments are. I know I can win, I know I can be good at it. So um, after so many years of not being able to go and do that, I was like, okay, I want to be the best to be the best. I have to go and play in these tournaments. I have to play against the best people, not just here in Claremont. So I just pretty much said, if I, if I can't go play on the weekends, then I'm not going to work anymore. I'm just going to go play Cornhole. So, um, we did that for a few months and I played in a lot of like, that's when I got to travel around more, play the big tournaments on the weekends. And, That's also when I realized that a lot of people were going to be one of the best, not just me. So I had to put more (laughs) work into it. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, I don't know when. It was definitely, I would say probably like, I know 2016 when I won um, in Florida some of the titles, that's when I was like, okay, I can compete with all these people. And that kind of was the like the light bulb or something, whatever it's we're <laughs> yeah. off. It was like, let's do this.
0: And it's got to help. I mean, being in Florida, when you look at the talent that you get to play with and around. I mean, on a week by week basis that had to help. Right. So you're playing against great players that were on the verge of being national stars anyway. So everyone mm-hmm. playing in Florida in 2016, 2017, yeah. were already amazing players. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Hey, I just realized uh, we are up against the end of our show. We literally, we literally, Sam, we got 30 seconds left. So thank okay. you so much for coming out. It wasn't so bad <laughs> being on the couch, right? It wasn't bad being on the couch. You did great.
2: <laughs> no, not too bad. I don't know <laughs> that I did a great job, but.
1: No, uh, you're awesome. Congratulations on the win in Lakeland. And we'll see you, uh, gosh, we'll see you next week.
2: All right. See you next week.
1: All right. Bye, Sam. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Great job. All right, Bernie. Man, I hate to bring that to an end quickly, but I forgot we got to end the show. Uh, Even even (laughs) sooner than we used to. 10 seconds left. Uh, All right, buddy. uh, Safe travels. um, And uh, I will see you next week in Rock Hill. It's going to be a crazy week, man. Yes, sir. Can't wait. All right. Thanks to Samantha. Thanks, everybody, for watching. See you guys next week. Bye.